All right, welcome back. It's Wild Card Weekend like we've never seen before. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday. Uh, of course, the Bucks will be uh, taking on the Washington football team uh, in Washington. And our next guest, Sal Palantonio, ESPN, will be there. And uh, we chat with him now. What's up, Sal Pal? How are you, partner? Happy New Year's. Hey, JP, looking forward to the game, Super Wild Card Weekend. Oh, man. And uh, I'm going to be covering the game at FedEx Field, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, and I have to say this. I've never actually sent a GIF to somebody that they're actually in the GIF, like I just did with you at the Bart Scott interview, <laughs> which is so cool. I said, can't wait. You, you told me that's the 10th anniversary of that interview? It is the 10th anniversary of that interview. That's the last time the Jets won a playoff game 10 years ago <laughs> against uh, the Patriots up in Foxborough. You know, that is the most watched post-game interview on YouTube in ESPN history. Is that so? Well, it doesn't shock me. Uh, it's been translated into like 10 languages. There's been three or four hip-hop songs done off of it, a couple of mixes. There's a mix. There's like a can't wait dance mix that they play in New York. What what is your go to philosophy for post game interviews like that? One, go to the quarterback. Two, if you can't get the quarterback, get yourself a linebacker because they usually have all of the juices still flowing through their veins. They got they've got all that yeah. that energy. And uh you know, in that particular case, Bart Scott had been disrespected mm. by my own pregame show. Keyshawn Johnson and Tom Jackson who said he had no chance and the Jets had no chance in the game. So he came looking for me. I said 11 <laughs> words in that interview. <laughs> he came looking for you. What did he say? Oh, you know, he just came looking for me. And, and, and then uh, I just started, I asked him a question. Uh, you know, you guys played with a lot of anger today, and then he just went off. Wow. Well, all right. Well, speaking of a team that maybe has no chance, nobody's given the Washington football team uh, any chance to beat the mighty Buccaneers. And I'm trying to tell people, uh, look, I think the Bucks will win, but I think this is going to be a, a tougher game than many Bucks fans think. That that defense is legit, and defenses in the playoffs usually uh, have good success against great offenses. Uh, your thoughts on that matchup? Well, I think that's uh, the, the hottest storyline, JP. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, 21-year-old Chase Young and that defensive line against the 21-year vet, Tom mm. Brady. And that offense. So I, I, I've watched them a lot this year. I've, I've done six of their eight home games. Uh, and I've watched them develop and I've watched them change. And Jack Del Rio is using a lot of five man fronts and blitzing off of it. In fact, he's used more five man defensive line fronts than any other team in the league. Mm. He'll disguise some things and try to just get quarterback pressure up the middle that Brady, of course, does not like mm -hmm. because he wants to get the ball out quickly. He's not great at moving side to side. He would rather move vertically, step up into the pocket. Mm -hmm. So they'll prevent him from doing that. Their secondary has improved. They're very good at alignment and assignment in their secondary, but they haven't faced uh, this kind of team where, A, the quarterback is so good at recognition and reaction, mm -hmm. B, the quarterback has seen pretty much everything, 
see the quarterback gets out, gets the ball out of his hands quicker than anybody else in the league. You know, from snap to trigger, mm-hmm. it's two point one seconds or less. So they're, they're going to have their hands full with Brady and that Bucks offense, in my view. Sal Palantonio joining us here, uh, I'll host the matchup show, and I'm sure you guys uh, definitely took a look at this game. And what do you what do you think the answer is for the Buccaneers against the five man front like that? Do they go max protect? Do they keep Gronk in? Do they let the the running back handle the chip? Um, my guess is they probably use Gronk uh, as as a blocker a lot in this game. What do you think? Right, and Jack Del Rio has heated up more and more blitzes. He's not Todd hmm. Bowles yet. Right which is a subject that I think we should definitely discuss because mm-hmm. that's something that we discuss at length uh, in the matchup show. But, you know, I think the natural immunization is get the ball out quick. Mm-hmm. And Brady's so good at controlling the football field between the hash marks with Gronkowski and, of course, Scotty Miller. Um, that has always been his calling card. He's the tight end in the smaller option route, wide receivers. To control the middle of the field, JP. Yeah, and that's that's always been his mo. All right, let's talk about the blitzing of uh, of Todd Bowles. I think the Bucks have blitzed the second most of any team in the league, or one or two, um, and they're they're top three in sacks as well. Uh, maybe not a lot last week. They I don't think they were um, you know they were down four starters. I think they tried to to be a little bit more conservative. Um, but I, I think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at, at Alex Smith. And do you think Taylor Heineke plays because of his mobility? Well, here here we go. I just did a Zoom call mm-hmm. one-on-one with Alex Smith that's running on SportsCenter tonight and tomorrow. Oh. And, on Sunday and, uh, and so I, I will read to your audience uh, some of the transcript, which I literally just got 10 minutes ago. I said to uh, Alex, your mobility, will that impact your ability to challenge that Bucks defense knowing that they blitz so much? His answer, JP, was, quote, we'll see. I think you've got to be able to make plays out there when you have the opportunity, and obviously as a quarterback, with all the opportunities to see things, you have to be able to capitalize, no question. And what are you going through right now, I asked him, in terms of just getting ready with your leg for Saturday night? His answer, JP, was, quote, doing everything I possibly can to be the best that I can. You name it, I'm doing it from obviously quite a bit of treatment and everything I can do down there, meaning the leg, the right calf, mm-hmm. to certainly taking advantage of rest as well. And I said to him, are you open to the idea of Taylor Heineke coming into the game? How do you feel about that? His answer was, listen, I'm doing everything I can to get ready to roll. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's my mindset. Wow. Interesting. Um, From what you've seen on tape, especially. How do you, how do you, how do you interpret that? Because. (laughs) <laughs> Clearly, the fact that Taylor Heineke took a lot of reps in practice today, yes, yeah, and that Alex Smith is still limited as still listed as limited in practice, mm-hmm. and when you hear those comments, how do you interpret it? I, I interpret it that Taylor Heineke is going to play, um, and if I'm yeah. honestly, if I'm Ron Rivera and I'm looking at this Bucks defense, 
and uh, I have a quarterback that's not mobile and not 100%. And and by the way, and I, I, t- I told my audience uh, this at the beginning of the show, and you can comment on it as well. I went back and watched uh, the Taylor Heineke film from that was the Panthers game, right? Uh, and, and Bruce Gradkowski was on my show the other day and said, that dude can play. I mean, he's not Tom Brady. He's not what he's saying, but don't underestimate him. The, he's He can play. You maybe you don't know a lot about him, but the guy's got some skills. So if I'm Ron Rivera... You know, and I, I'm against an aggressive defense like this, I may go with the guy that can move. I can do different things with instead of a guy who, who really can't and can't drive the ball downfield to Terry McLaurin if he plays. So I didn't look at a whole lot of the Taylor Heineke, some of it. I definitely agree with you and Bruce. Um, you know, he, he's he got some ball distribution skills. He doesn't have a big arm. No. I'm sure Bruce and you saw yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and he definitely can move. But what I did, uh, JP, was I looked at Alex Smith against the Eagles on Sunday night and how much he was protecting the lake yes. and how much he could not move out of harm's way. And that was a team that did not have Fletcher Cox. They were not at full strength on their defensive exactly. line. And they certainly, the only thing to do is Jim Schwartz, is, he's not coming back for one reason and one reason only. He does not want to blitz. He'll only send four. And you're right about Todd Bowles. He's second in the league in sending the blitz. The Eagles are down at the bottom in the bottom five. So when you have a blitzing defense like Bowles, and I agree he's going to throw everything at him right off the bus, uh, you 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 have to have somebody who can get out of the way of it mm-hmm. and extend the plays with his legs. And so I agree with you. I would be shocked if we don't see Taylor Heineke in the football game at some point. I completely agree. And what do you think about McLaurin? He's questionable, limited participation. Um, same with Antonio Gibson. And obviously, the, you know, the Washington doesn't have a lot of weapons, uh, but those are their two main ones, and both of them not at a hundred percent. That's that spells a lot of trouble for this for this Washington team, right? Yeah, and if you noticed in the game against the Eagles, they threw the ball a lot to McKissick. Yeah. Uh, suggesting that uh, the turf toe problem that Gibson has is still an issue. Yeah, I, I, and he and also when Gibson ran the ball, I was like, hmm, that ain't the guy I saw earlier in the season. He he didn't have the burst. No, he's a much more. Yeah. No, no, the burst wasn't there, and the power. He's a powerful young yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, he just did not seem like like the same back. I mean, all these things point to a, a Buccaneers win, but I just you know. When teams play good defense like this in the playoffs, and, and especially when you have an expectation, um, and the Bucks have shown this this year, that they are not very patient. You know, if, if they get three and outed a couple times and they don't get any plus in the run game, Leftwich has, has tended to just scrap the entire game plan and just start chucking it down the field. You know, and, and against a team that has a good pass rush, that's not a good idea. So that that would worry me. What do you think about that? possibility no i i agree with you they have been they have shown a lack of patience uh and this game uh they will just have to be patient yeah and i would i would the other caution i have is this now i think the bucks are going to win i mean obviously they're they're favored by more than a touchdown on the road uh and they're on a mission Mm -hmm. and brady is this is uh you know people have been comparing this game to Rivera with the Panthers in 2015, beating Bruce Arian, Arians and the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Well, in that game, Arians was starting his third-string quarterback. 
This well, time around, right. he's got Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, he's got Tom Brady, okay? Yeah. And I, and I, yeah, it's a little bit different. And I have covered just about every one of Brady's postseason games, including all nine Super Bowls. And so I know what how the guy ticks, what makes him tick. And I tell you this, um, he won't suffer through the idea in the postseason, this postseason game, of his coaching staff getting too antsy. Mm. I think he'll take command more of yeah, what direction the offense goes in. But getting back to um, getting back to the point of where this team will be come Saturday night. So they're flying in Friday mm-hmm. to the Washington D.C. area, and then they got to sit around all day, just like they did the Monday night game against the Giants. Mm-hmm. And they have to go into an empty stadium. Cold. And if you remember, if you're a cold, yep. well, yes, it's going to be cold. It's going to be in, it's going to be in the in, in the high twenties. That's cold for us. So if you remember, <laughs> uh, yep, it's cold. For ga- game time is supposed to be around twenty eight, twenty nine degrees. Not good. Uh, no precipitation. But Brady's played in the cold before. But you know, not the rest of the team. But Brady and Gronk certainly have. Right. But. Um, if you remember that Monday night game, how little energy the Bucks had at the beginning of the game, and do you remember what Bruce Arians said after the game? We had trouble finding our energy in the empty stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that that has always been my issue with uh, with these empty stadiums and, and cold places. That it was the Giants game. And and all those guys said the same thing. With the playoffs, I think you get a little different energy. But you know, still, until they get there, they're not going to know. Well, I, so many of these guys haven't played in the playoffs. I, I don't. Bruce said that this week. I don't think we'll have any problem finding energy. But you don't know until you get there. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I I've seen a lot of these games. I don't know how many games you've covered in stadiums with the empty stadium none. on the road. None. I've I have done none. None. Okay, so I've covered a lot of them. I've covered a lot of them, and I've covered a lot of them at, at, at night with no fans in the stadiums. And the pattern is the same. Teams that travel on to a night game have trouble finding their energy. Teams that travel to a night game from a warm-weather place or a dome to a cold weather place, really have trouble finding it. And, uh, you know, the, I think this is a big, big test because they win this game next week. They're going to play at night in Green Bay. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. That's a no bueno. Although, I, I and we've talked about this on the show, I'd much rather go, honestly, and play Green Bay up there outside, then then go play the Saints. I don't think the Bucks match up well with the Saints. I think they just match up better with the Packers. Um, it's even, neither one of them are good ideas, but uh, you got to got to beat the best to be the best. So, if I had my druthers, I think I'd rather they go to Green Bay. They may have to do both. So, we'll see. Yeah, they may have to do both. I mean, you know, to me, this is the gauntlet for Tom Brady. He's never been on the road for a wild card game before. This is his first time ever in his career, and. Um, He's got to win three games on the road, most likely, and he's got to. This is the easiest of the three, for yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. And I do agree with you. I mean, they annihilated Aaron Rodgers in that offense. Yeah, 
uh, earlier in the year because uh, Bowles just brought the house all the time. Yeah, and uh, he was. I think you're, I think you're right. I think they have a shot, a better shot of beating Green Bay in Green Bay. Uh, but then having if they have to go and play New Orleans, um, that's that's going to be different because yeah. I think right now the Saints defense is still playing at a very high level. You got the Saints defense playing at a super high level, the Bucks defense, the Washington football team, and the Rams. You have four teams in the NFC. Rams led the league in scoring defense and total defense for the first time in Rams history, going back to the forties. Mm-hmm. Wow. Never done that before. Yeah, so um, you got four defenses playing absolutely beast mode football in the NFC right now. And that's that's and that's been the Bucks' kryptonite. Those good defenses, the good defensive lines, and with pass rush. So we we shall see. Um, hey, Sal, pal, I just want to let you know I'll see you for Super Bowl. Um, I've got a couple more tennis lessons I'm taking, so. I'm not going to be the tomato can you faced the last time, bro. I'm going to be ready. Oh no, you! There will be no six zero six zero. There will be. I enjoyed it. I'm getting ready. But I actually got my rackets all restrung. I got to go pick them up next week. I'm, I'm getting them. I'm going to ship them down at Saddlebrook, and uh, I shall see you there right after the NFC Championship. I'm just going to come right down because I got to go visit my mom in the nursing home in Lakeland. Hopefully, I'll be able to. Say hi to her through the fence, and and, uh, oh, yeah. and then we'll, we'll hit we'll hit Saddlebook and uh, and and we'll no, uh, we'll play a little tennis. We got uh, I got we can play a Palmasia as well. We got uh, we can play on those uh, those uh, beautiful clay courts. And All I'll right, just, whatever. I'll, uh, listen, you know I hope, hope I got I'm you covered back on your show between now and hell then. yeah. I hope I'm coming back. I just but listen, regarding if tennis, if the Bucks. Yeah, if the Bucks win, I'll be back on the show next week. We'll All keep right. going. Yes, absolutely. And regarding tennis, I, I got I got the Bucks win. I got the Bucks winning twenty eight to sixteen. I got twenty four ten. So I think we're on the same wavelength. Why? Well, one yeah, thing to on say to page. you, vis a vis tennis, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother. We'll talk next week right, after man. the Bucks Thanks win. A lot, JP. Right, you got it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, All the right, great man. Sal Palantonio right there.